You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Wow. I'm in shock. I don't even know where to go right now because it's so much to share. I got a great guest, Danny. Unreal news that I think everyone's heard it. We broke it first. We broke it like 10 minutes before. Truly broke it. They're closing in Massachusetts. Got Danny, who's going to be on the show tonight. Uh, you know what? Kim Rivers right now is live. Facing investors. She won't face us. She won't call in to this show, which has a lot of listeners tonight. I'm already seeing a number of listeners. The number one show covering her corporation, truly. She won't come on this show, but she's got the balls right now to do a Twitter space. Let's just add that. Let's, let's let's bring her up. I'll bring Danny up too, but I want to see what Kim Rivers is saying right now. Continue those relationships with consumers um, over, you know, in, in the next years. Um, and we'll be, you know, that again, brand, that cannabis brand. Your crappy uh, brand, Kim really Rivers. Define, calling Kim. Um, Hashtag calling Kim. As we, talking as we about brand. Through, um, Can you believe this, this Danny? The next um, cycle of evolution <laughs> at the national, at national level. And that's done. Yeah. You know, market by market. This is Kim Rivers live right now on Twitter and, Spaces and trying to consumer by consumer. spin I mean, one the of bullshit today after they just announced that they're closing everywhere in Massachusetts, time, going out of business. We take that to heart. And, do we want to listen uh, to her so tonight? I think that, you know, when you think about, Does anybody? You know, again, our positioning. What do you think, Danny? Should we get rid of this industry, or should we listen to that, it? What, um, we, we're, what do you think? We're very serious about um, about what we're doing. We're serious about the future and we're serious about making sure that, you know, we are good stewards of our investment dollars, your investment dollars, my investment dollars. And then, know, um, you know, we're, but we are, um, we are leaning into about this incredible safety. future um, that is, that we, we believe and I believe is really ours. To, it seems like it's all to, uh, to just talking about the investors, of course. Like, this okay, is a good well, investment uh, you know, move. You, uh, you know what? I'm actually done with Kim Rivers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am just done. I, I've heard enough already. <laughs> so welcome to the show, folks. Hopefully we get some calls tonight. I, my phone's been ringing off the hook today. I'm sure yours has, Danny. Yeah. We, we yeah, heard about this I, first. We're the You and I actually were the first. We beat True Leaf to their own big story that they were closing down in Massachusetts today. We we You and I like tag team that story <laughs> and got it 100% confirmed before True Leaf announced it to the world, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. It was a... Um... It was shocking. I absolutely, you know, didn't believe it almost at first. And then it was just like, you know, confirmed through so many things. And then this morning, uh, being there on site and seeing the employees walk out and asking them about what just happened. Uh, it's shocking. It really is. It's, I mean, I kind of, exp it's funny because we, on this show, we've been covering Truly for so long now. And as a lot of people know, People have talked about wanting True Leaf to be closed down in Massachusetts on the show. Um, number one was Lana's mom, Laura. Laura said that over and over. Like I've said it. Yeah. I think David, her stepdad, might have said it. Like, and I'm sure others, you might have said it too, Danny. Yeah. Like a lot of us have said right. we wanted to see True Leaf shut down in Massachusetts. I don't think we expected it today. I don't think we expected True Leaf to do it themselves. Right. I don't even think 
we really expected it to happen, but it did happen today. It just kind of, it is shocking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely. Like I expected that somebody else would have done it first before they before they chose to do it themselves. Uh, and what's strange is like the timing around all of this of why they chose to do it now. Um, it's very. I just I. It doesn't seem like the usual way that or like the right way to to close a company and um it's been interesting to hear some feedback from people or some employees that got that memo today and kind of how they're feeling about it and a lot of people are upset um worried or concerned what they're going to do for the next job uh, it's uh it's a disaster um it's, it, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I want to even go to like the uh, Dig Boston uh, talk and joint memo story that we just had on the screen here. Because you know, basically, I've already seen some of the media reporting, like Mass Live. They're leaving out stuff. They're leaving out stuff. They, you know, it's it's unbelievable at this point that you have Mass like their old reporter Shauna uh, Shara, who since moved to the Globe was awesome. I guarantee if this happened when Shara was there, the first, I would have had a call from her at nine o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning for quotes from us, like for more information. We didn't get that call. They run a story. They don't even check our Twitter. They don't check any of the info we're putting out even for the last months, because like the number one thing on uh truly, which I'm glad you just brought up. It seems so weird to do it at this time because of that NIOSH. Right. health hazard evaluation that we've been taught we just talked about it you and i <laughs> like less than a week ago our last episode i believe it was right um and then before that we've been talking about it with folks from mascosh we had two great guests from mascosh talking about this niosh on friday you were at true leaf promoting the niosh health hazard evaluation so like that's not going to happen now and, and if for people that don't know when lorna died part of the settlement with osha was that a study would be done to, to see how dangerous it actually is working at True Leaf Holyoke. And the feds actually were going to do that through this organization called NIOSH, which is a federal government. It's a scientist, occupational uh, scientist that study this stuff, that study the air, that study the working worker safety issue. And they were about to do that at True Leaf this month. And now that's all over. And it's just like... Uh, you know, it's it's just amazing to see that they're squashing. I believe that that's why they pulled the trigger so quickly. I think that they were probably going to do this in the long run, but I don't think it happens in June until uh, NIOSH and and all the things that we've been talking about. And uh, talking joint memo, Chris Ferrone, my editor, my old editor, he called me up immediately. He got the story because. He's been following. He's seen what's going on. He's got all the information about Mascosh, UFCW, Jobs with Justice, how we're getting calls from Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Florida, all across the country from True Leaf workers that we're not going to stop this uh, coverage. But most importantly, he covered NIOSH, that NIOSH was going to do a study there. And that study's not not likely to happen i mean is that what you thought immediately too danny do you agree yeah. with what i'm saying yeah absolutely my mind first went to wow this hhg is not going to happen now 
we're not going to get that information and education that could save other people's lives in this industry. And we're not going to get any kind of actual change within that facility for Lorna's you know, legacy. It will never happen. They're not going to take accountability. They're going to run from it. Uh, and that was made clear by their decision. And I think this is absolutely everything to do with what we've been doing, what's going on with all of their, you know, their financials, of course, come into play. But I think it's honestly secondary to the kind of things that they've gotten themselves into in Massachusetts. This is a market that is much different than Florida and all of these other states. Like, we're a bunch of skeptics here. We, you know, we're going to question everything you do and understand it before we buy from you. And uh, nobody really likes truly product because they're a terrible company. And Massachusetts and Englanders know that. Um, and I think they weren't going to be successful in the long run anyways. But on top of that, having so many issues, you know, on top of Lorna, other people, you know. You know let's take a call. We'll yeah. take a call. This is going to be a good call. I know who this is. Uh, hello. I believe this is Maddie. Is this right? Who Who is calling? Hi. Yeah, this is Maddie. Welcome. You're live on the show. Hi, how are you doing today? Awesome. Glad you called. I am too. Um, I am feeling really conflicted about the uh, truly shutdown. Like, as someone who worked in the industry and knows how important that those studies are and were, and like how much it would have like brought so much change to the industry, not just at Truly's, but in across the state, across the country, like just change the entire industry forever. I don't like that they shut down right when things are getting heated for them. You know, like there's, as, as you had, had posted before, there's an investigation going on. Um, you know, I tried to organize them before and it just was such a battle going back and forth. There's just something really fishy about it. And well, ultimately for like the individual worker safety that work in that facility, I'm so glad that they're not going to be exposed to that anymore. But also the people in the dispensary weren't exposed to it. Now they're going to lose their jobs. And the people who were working in there who were actively trying to change things, now they're going to lose their jobs. So while like to stick it to Kim Rivers, I'm really glad that they're shutting down. There's also a really big part of me that wonders why this is suddenly coming right before the super busy months in the summer, because we all know like over the summer, right as summer vacation begins, that's when they make a lot of their sales. Yeah. Great points. Thank you, Maddie, for calling you someone who's uh, organized workers on, you know, the, the ground level and, and in Massachusetts. So I'm really glad you called and I 100% agree. Like Part of me is, uh, I think, Danny, everyone I've talked to were, were really happy in a way that they got some justice in a way. Like, you know, for like Laura, I know Laura is happy, Lorna's mom today. You know, I know. But at the same time, we're going to miss out on this NIOSH. Invest, you know, we would have found out so much. There would have been so much press generated. And it's just a shame that that's not going to happen. And then for all these workers to lose their jobs. I mean, that's... That's tough. So 
it's it's definitely uh it's not all it's not all a party here that's for sure no and and i don't want to take away from from the happiness that laura is feeling because um you know i had i had the honor of meeting her at your at your awards show and i had the ability to speak with her for a couple of minutes and express my condolences and and remind her that that her daughter is making changes even even after her unfortunate passing she is making changes lorna is going to continue to make changes and we're not going to forget her name and we're going to continue to say her name and we're never going to forget that a 27 year old died before they before their time before they really should have where they had so much so much life in front of them so I don't want to take away from her happiness. I don't want to take away from the family's happiness. It just, there's just something about it that just feels off. I agree 100%. Thank you so much for the call, Maddie. Um, you've got Danny Carson here who we've been speaking to. And now Brenda from Mass Cautious joined us. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to them tonight too? You, I think you probably know both of them now, right? Yeah, I met, um, I met both of them at your, at your award show. Um, the work that you guys are doing is really important. And as someone who who still has the breathing issues that I've talked about before on the show and talked about um, at the at the award show, um, as you can hear, I'm kind of breathing heavy because I live on a third floor now. So the, the air is very hot up here. I wouldn't have struggled like this even a couple of years ago. And it's just the... the the work that, that you two are doing to, to change the industry and make sure that nothing like this happens again is not unnoticed. It's not unappreciated. And I know that it is going to be frustrating and it's going to feel like it's not noticed. It is. It absolutely is. And you're going to change the industry for the better forever. You too. Thank you so much, Maddie. You've done great work. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Maddie. Thank you so much. We're the Young Jerks. We're taking phone calls tonight. Uh, we have Brenda here from Mascosh. H how you doing tonight, Brenda? Hi, I'm doing well. What do you I think all about this? This is uh, like unexpected to all of us that we're even doing a show tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty surprising news. Um, I think, I mean, I got to join um, Danny for a bit, and um, I think the mood is definitely uh, pretty it's pretty sad um, out with the workers. I think uh, there's like a lot of disappointment. This is pretty unfortunate timing. Um, and I think the main thing, and I think there's still a lot to kind of figure out and discuss and kind of um, hear more from like workers, what's happening and what they feel kind of moved to do uh, with this sort of news. And so I don't want to kind of um, miss, uh, you know, a step kind of in like what we should be kind of calling for. But I think uh, some immediate things that came to mind is that, you know, for the workers that are still there who are going to be, you know, um, employees for the next couple of months, I just want to, if anyone's watching, I just want to encourage people, you know, if the worry was being retaliated against or like losing your job for speaking up, now is the time to speak up. Um, I think like, you know, I think for like issues of health and safety, I think it would make a lot of sense for people to like 
take this time that they have now to raise their voices if people are experiencing health and safety concerns or like illnesses like make sure that you're filing those workers compensation claims um i think it's it's more kind of to use this moment to like raise your voice um and reach out for help uh because i think you know um the timeline's tight right now. I think for a lot for a lot of the things, it doesn't matter if you know you're uh, an ex employee or not, or if the company is closed. They they're still very responsible, um, and so I just want to know. I want workers also to know that their rights don't end just because the company closes the facility as well. And so if issues surface, if you're realizing, for example, that like you're developing asthma symptoms, allergies, um, like months after uh, you've stopped working there. Um, you're still entitled to workers' compensation claims up to three years. Uh, and so I just want, you know, people to know that. Absolutely. I'm glad you're bringing that up. I, yeah. I have an, uh, like a uh, relative who is a workman's comp attorney, actually. And so, like, for people that don't know, it doesn't cost any. Like, an attorney is, like her, is going to take your case, like, not, like, with a check from you. They're going to get a contingency if they win. So, like do it like if there's an issue pursue it find a workman's comp attorney i can find one for you in massachusetts easy i have one if anyone needs one but you, yeah. you know yellow pages i mean you can google in your town you'll find a million of them and they're mm -hmm. really good and they will get you the money like people need to I, i'm so glad you brought that up brenda like workman comp if you're if you're hurt sick from work go after that money you got money there go get it Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's something that MassClash has a lot of experience helping workers with as well. So I'm also, you know, happy to share my information and uh, talk through it. Because I know a lot of the times, like the fear of retaliation, even though there are protections um, against retaliation, like holds a lot of people back. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, that's, that's one of the main things that came to mind. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to share was just um, in kind of history of a lot of uh, past like closures uh, that have happened in the past, especially like in moments of recession and, and whatnot. Um, even though, you know, workers are receiving their benefits uh, for a good amount of time, um, this is still a moment to organize if people feel like they are deserving of more than what they have been offered. Um, there is still kind of room for people to uh, push their employer to either extend their benefits for a much longer time uh, than what they've promised and, um, you know, negotiate and, and, and push for what they believe that they deserve in this moment. And so, you know, if there's like a group of workers and, and if, you know, people are really upset and believe that like, they needed more, you know, time than the days that they got, um, you know, noticed, then um, I, I would just, you know, consider think about like, what, what do I need to make this like work? How, how do I navigate this transition? How does how do all of us like, you know, what do we all want out of this? Um, it's not an ideal situation to be in. It's like extremely uh, disheartening um, to lose your job and see your coworkers lose your, um, their jobs and livelihoods and have to start over again. Um, but it, there's a lot of power when workers come together, even in, in like moments like this when there's um, closures. Um, and so uh, 
you know, now's the time more than any other time too to like continue to keep to talk to your to your coworkers and um, organize. So speaking the, of that, you know, the organizing doesn't end uh, yeah. just because the company is about to leave the state. I want to ask you both because you're both there today, Danny, and uh, you know, you you're both uh, Brenda and Katie getting more calls. Hold on to the calls for one second, folks. <laughs> We're gonna have to turn this thing off. We got a Holyoke call. We got to take this one, though. Yeah, take it. Let's take this call. But I, I got a question for both of you. Hi, hello. This is Erica Langevin. Uh, hold on. Yeah, you're live. Hey, Erica, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Today has been a bag of mixed emotions, so it's definitely crazy to hear all the news. Um, I just wanted to thank you for publicizing all of this. It's just been really tough for I know a lot of the Truly workers. I was a Truly worker from December to June. 2022 and I was laid off a month before their OSHA investigation because I was raising too many red flags for safety. That was my job. So I just want to thank you. Well, thank you for calling tonight. Were you surprised that they shut down before this NIOSH investigation? I was surprised they did it so soon. I wasn't expecting this to happen so soon. I feel as if they're running away rather than facing um, the news. Yeah, I'm just like afraid of something happening like this in another state. Like our nightmare is over right now, but who knows what's happening elsewhere? Well, and and there's other companies in Massachusetts too that definitely have similar, you know, ways of operating. Let's put it that way. Maybe not quite as bad as Truly, but still. Right. Yeah, it was just such a difficult situation. It was during the height of COVID, but um, I've worked in chemistry labs before this. And I know what chem exposure feels like. And I had a lot of safety concerns after Lorna had passed and they were all just pushed away not even considered, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. A lot of like condescending remarks. Wow. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for calling in. Um, I really appreciate your voice in this space because we haven't heard much from people that used to be employed there. And uh, I I worked there almost around the same time. I think I left a little before maybe you came there. Um, but mm -hmm. it's really good to hear from you and to hear your perspective on it. Um, like from another insider. Um, is there, uh, you know, any other things that you want to talk about while you're while you're alive right now? Um, my heart just goes out to all the current employees that um, got laid off today. I was also laid off with no notice, so I understand how heartbreaking and difficult it can be. I just know that you guys can get back on your feet in no time. Um, hopefully there's resources out for you. Speaking of that, that, that leads me to the question that I was going to ask uh, Danny and, and uh, Brenda tonight and, and ask you too, Erica, since you work there. Um, you, you, mm -hmm. you were out there talking to employees today. Was there any like have they did you receive when you left there Erica or Danny or Brenda did you hear from the workers today that they were being asked to sign like any non-disclosure agreements or talk to the young jerks don't talk to the CCC anything like that have you seen anything um so prior to my employment I had signed a non-disclosure so prior to so when you started your employment there correct and I believe a lot of these people had the same forms but it was more so like don't talk to members of the press. Um, I'm trying to think what else is on there. 
about upcoming like collaborations and things like that, like no photos. There was a lot of like no photo policies. Uh, I guess the advice, uh, what, what would all three of you have for advice to employees going through that who are deciding right now whether to speak to us and come on the show? Um, well, um, honestly, like for myself, it, it took so long for me to use my voice here. I've been watching for months. Um, I just wanted to give out encouragement of any kind that I could and you're all eligible for unemployment and just offer that resource. It helped me a lot to get back on my feet when I lost my job there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, from my end, to add to that is to definitely organize and talk to your coworkers. When I was out there today, I saw a lot of groups of people talking, getting really close and, and being able to communicate about their experience. And that needs to continue. You all need to continue talking and get close and care about each other during this time. Um, when I lost my job and my uh, you know four or five employees left uh, with me the same day, we all went to the park together and smoked a doobie and talked about what's next, what are we going to do next, and how do we move forward. And I think that that would be really beneficial for a lot of uh, current employees right now is to organize and communicate what their issues are, what they want to see, and what they need from this employer to make sure that they are not suffering because of this, you know, supposed business decision that uh, is going on right now. Thank you, Erica, for calling. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks. We've got uh, another person called in through our stream yard. I'm not sure who they are though. Should I take a chance? I don't know. Can you, I, I don't know if you guys could see the guest. Can you see the name? No, no, we got to take a chance. This could, we could be getting punked here. <laughs> I think. Are you there? Oh, they're not there. They're not even there now. Jeff Jones. <laughs> he just bumped off. <clears throat> I think Brenda has to go. I'm not sure if, if Brenda's still here or she's multitasking. She's got a lot to do for Mascosh. Um, I mean, Danny, I know that like one of the things that we were hoping is that a couple more whistleblowers would be coming on the show from True Leaf Holyoke. Uh, one we've been kind of like, you know, hoping for a while. Um, do you think this might help or, you know, and what, what advice would you give to folks? Cause you've been through this, like, yeah whether they should go public or not whether they should get vocal yeah um absolutely use your voice in every capacity that you can and call upon people who have power to make change to be able to support you in this time as well um so, uh if nothing else let's all band together and and buy back the license and, and make an employee-run facility there like employ ourselves and uh, because these major MSOs are not doing it. Uh, and uh, what I would say to them really is to, to just continue to talk about it um, and to not be so concerned about speaking up uh, and to feel empowered to do so. Um, I hope and I think that this kind of moment, um, it's unfortunate, but sometimes it brings forward 
a lot of emotion and that can also bring forward the voice and the courage to be able to speak out and i hope that more people definitely do that and uh can really make change in this industry uh in spite of them this choice to disrupt a bunch of workers lives uh right before an hhe right before a a hearing at the National you know, Labor Relations Board um, during an investigation with the CCC to understand uh, you know, what, what happened during his death, uh, which is supposedly still taking place. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot happening and it just seems like a very suspicious time uh, for them to just stop in Massachusetts. And so, yeah. It sure is. It's like very suspicious. Um, you know what's interesting right now? Um, we've got a lot of listeners, but you know what? One thing I wanted to do is uh, post some of the comments because we've got a lot of comments. And I also wanted to ask the listeners, where are you listening from? What cities and towns? I want to know, I, you know, when we get a lot of listeners, I like to know because a lot of times uh, we're trying to figure out where to cover, you know, and a lot of times it's Florida listeners, Massachusetts. I want to know cities and towns. Where are you listening from? What city, what state? Let us know in the comments too, like where you're listening from. I'm going to post some of the comments right now. We've had a, a, a lot of comments tonight. Um, yeah, Yolanda Bennett writes, it seems they don't care about the patients. What about the patients? Yeah, I don't think they really care about the patients. The, you know, if you saw just this last week, there was an elderly patient arrested a customer of true leaf and why was he arrested because he made such a scene and i think he got violent because they make these old elderly patients wait hours for medicine no other dispensary makes you wait two hours waiting for your medicine true leaf does that and then they don't have what you want they change it they up upsell you it's like going in to buy a, a car and you're going to buy cannabis at true leaf in florida and a lot of these locations, the customer experience is like buying an automobile. You're like getting shooken down to, to buy something else. It's a bait and switch going on. So, yeah, they don't care about their patients. We know that. Uh, someone couldn't hear somebody on the call. I can't <laughs> hear her. I don't know. I think I could hear everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Everything sounded good tonight. I don't think we had any technical issues so far. Maybe it's on your end. That's what I think. I think so far we've almost had a perfect show. Yeah, I think I think we're good. A lot of times we've had technical issues lately. I right. <laughs> uh, got a lot of these comments from a Facebook user. They write, thank you for showing up for workers today, Danny Carson. Oh, appreciate it. It was great to be out there, honestly. It was, uh, I was definitely anxious walking down there on uh, the street, but um, yeah, everybody started talking to me they they were really um wanted to talk today and it was really a good experience to be out there and uh, i believe a friend or family member of uh, lorna commenting faith she said definitely me i wanted it shut down as soon as possible so she's happy yeah uh facebook user wrote did truly put restrictions on employees where they can't work in another cannabis facility Gee, if they did, that's like outrageous. That has to be null and void now. I mean, if they did, it's null and void. Yeah, uh, I think I think that with that, they had it in the NDA. 
um, or as part of that while you're employed there. But once your employment's over, then you're able to work somewhere else. A Facebook user writes, are they are closing a few facilities in California and Nevada? Does anyone know if there was any union activity at those facilities? I don't know, but I do know in Massachusetts there definitely was. Uh, and there's actually a National uh, Labor Relations Board case being heard in Boston right now about the firing of employees and uh, union busting by Trulief at the Framingham location. So I'm sure, I'm sure that those facilities were probably had some union activity going on. I would not be surprised at all. Uh, Yolanda writes, Trulief made $1.1 billion. I'm in Georgia. I wonder if they would do the same here if they don't make the revenue they have projected. Yeah, I, I doubt they'll leave for, uh, uh, Georgia for a while, and just due to the fact that there are only two licenses given out so far, True Leaf has one of them. Those are the states they're going to stay in, is where they can actually compete. Massachusetts, there's too many licenses rewarded now. There's too much competition. That's the other part of this, is True Leaf was having a hard time competing in the mass market. Massachusetts, a lot of companies are going to start going out of business. We, we've been predicting this. We've been seeing the layoffs. And it's, you know, predictable that it's the ones with the worst reputation. If you can wholesale from a dozen companies, if you're a retail store and you have a choice to wholesale, to buy product from wholesalers, you're not going to pick Trulief. There's another dozen MSOs that are just as crappy, but they don't have the, the bad name association that Trulief has right now. So that's that was going against them. And I think that was their whole model is that they thought they were going to just grow all this this cannabis for all the other retailers and they found out no one wanted it that's that's my guess about massachusetts but i also think it's like i said niosh what danny's doing what we're all doing the workers it's like they were sick of hearing about it they i i really think and um yeah uh facebook users there would have been huge fines so i'm sure this was a smarter move is is what she means I mean, fines, I don't think there would have been more fines because OSHA is like toothless. Their fines are a joke. But if anything that they were afraid of on the NIOSH, I think that it would help the lawsuit from Laura's mom, you know, from Laura, Lorna's mom. You know, if there was a lot of ammunition given from that NIOSH study, maybe that's what they were afraid of. Maybe it was the money from the lawsuit. That, that I could see, not the fines. OSHA and Mass CCC have been shown to be toothless on finding these companies or doing anything. But I could definitely see a court case, you know, having having some say on that. Would you you agree, Danny? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, NIOSH doesn't give fines out either. They're not a they're not a the authority to enforce anything, but they can suggest after studying give data and information to to a company to better improve their their quality and of their work environments and reduce hazards and things like that and so like they can figure out what kind of engineering controls could be put into place and how the air quality is and what affects people the most um what symptoms are experienced more most often and why uh so it's like going to be a lot of good information to know and you know perhaps fines could come in the future from the ccc but because they uh, supposedly have an investigation open still about this but um i don't know if they were necessarily waiting on the results from from the NIOSH investigation in order to do anything about it. 
and I'm not sure if they will. So. Other folks on uh, Facebook want to know where Kim's talk is on Twitter. I want to listen to both. LOL, she has me blocked. She blocked me, blocked us too. The Young Jerks are actually blocked on, on Twitter by uh, Kim. Kim Rivers. Calling Kim. Hashtag calling Kim. Tell her to call into the real show and answer some real questions. She <laughs> won't do it. It's so funny. Uh, if anyone wants to call in, now's the time. 978-560-3155. We have open phone lines right now. I'm hoping to hear from Alicia Nicole tonight. She she was uh, definitely interested in calling in. She's uh, a yeah. relative of Lorna McMurray. Uh, Faith says, I will never let this die down. My best friend lost her life because of things uh, that weren't taken care of. There's a lot of us that feel like that. Devin's asking, what about the Whistleblower Protection Act? Doesn't it protect the former employees from retaliation? I mean, I don't think, I don't see how they can be re even retaliated at this point. What are they going to sue the employees? That, that hasn't happened. No employee has come on has been sued. You know, the only thing that's ever happened on this show from employees speaking, we had a, uh, a bunch of employees at New England Treatment Access. Why they were employed there come on the show during a union fight. The union said they were protected, and one of them ended up getting fired out of the, like five of them that came on. So, I mean, that's the worst that's going to happen to you. I don't believe any employee is going to get sued. I mean, it could obviously happen, but I think True Leaf knows they have enough issues without suing their employees right now. I think they have enough fires, and I think that's what a lot of this is about, is saying, you know what? We just don't need the trouble in Massachusetts. And I think that's almost a lesson on this. Be good trouble. Find good trouble because, you know, you can drive them out. Like, I, I, I really think other states could start doing this too. Yeah. We need better businesses, and uh, True Leaf isn't one of them. Uh, David writes on Facebook, I hope the workers find somewhere to go. I, we all do. We all are hoping that the employees all have it easy and find good jobs. Um, Yolanda wrote, she's listening in Georgia which is a true leaf state. Uh, Lisa writes Westport mass. We got West Springfield mass in the house. We got Westport mass and West Springfield mass. We got Washington DC in the house. Rachel, my friend, she's awesome. I got to get Rachel and her friend uh, on the show who they do amazing work in DC. We got to get them actually. I think we, I think she is working with us a little bit with the workers. They're amazing. Uh, let's take a call from Springfield right now. Hello. Hey, who's on the phone right now? This is Faith Torres. Um, I was Lorna's best, one of Lorna's best friends. Thank you for um, I just want to, of course, um, I'm sorry for the people that are losing their jobs and their employment. That really, that's not okay at all. Um, but yes, I am very, very happy that they are dealing with consequences and shutting down. <laughs> Thank you for calling. I mean, it, you must. Did you expect this? You must be kind of like shocked, right? Honestly, I am. I'm very shocked. When I saw you post that, I was not expecting it whatsoever. But it was definitely a a good thing. Like it shocked me in so many ways. And what do you have? You heard from other friends and family of hers? Like, what's their kind of feeling on it? Um, actually, I was just with one of um, our other best friends, and we were both very shocked and happy about the situation. 
even though we feel really bad for the people that were working there and have lost or about to lose pretty much everything because they're losing their jobs. Um, we feel really bad about that and we wish we could help in any way. We heard recently that Kim Rivers, the, the owner of truly the executive who's doing a uh, Twitter thing right now, she'll never come on the show. We keep saying hashtag calling Kim, but she never will call in. But we heard she does listen to the show. What would your, you're a, a friend of Lorna. What, what would you want to tell her if she's listening right now or maybe an hour from now? Um, all I can say is I'm very, very glad that you guys are getting the consequences towards everything. And to know that losing my best friend because of circumstances that were, that could have been prevented is, is not okay. Um, she was a very young person who just had a whole life ahead of her. She did not deserve this. And she, uh, this will continue to live on because I will never let it die down. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Danny, you have any thank comments on this? Yeah, thank you so much for calling. Uh, it's so great to hear from you. Um, you know, I'll, we need to continue to talk about Lorna and to talk about what happened um, because there are still people that are out in this industry struggling and um, you know it's of course such a bittersweet day but um, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, you calling in and, and talking tonight continuing to, to talk about Lorna. Of course. Thank of you course so Danny you can always message me and we can always keep going through everything. Absolutely thank you. Of course and I appreciate you guys. You too. Thank you so much for calling in tonight, Faith. Of course. Have a great night, guys. You too. We're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. We've got uh, some great callers and great guests tonight. Uh, Danny Carson uh, was a friend and co-worker of Lorna McMurray who passed away, who kind of started us on this whirlwind of covering all this bad stuff that True Leaf has been doing to their workers. And it feels like a little justice tonight, you know, hearing from her family and her friends, it feels good to them. And, and I, and I'm happy for them. I am. There's like, they don't get a lot of happiness in this. Like we, it just makes you sad. I almost want to start crying again, but it's almost a little bit of happiness in a weird way tonight. I mean, it's not going to change anything. Lona's not coming back. They're not getting their friend back, but at least something. And uh, Danny, you were there today. You were outside talking to workers. You talked to workers as they were leaving. Some of them I heard were quitting on the spot. You told me uh, you had this sign uh, that you brought out. True Leaf killed Lorna McMurray. Did you like hold that out for a long time or just for a couple of photos? And if so, like, yeah. did anyone say anything? What, what was the response to that sign today? Yeah, I held it out uh, the entire time I was there. I was holding the sign in front of me. Um, and I specifically you know I was standing on the road there in front of uh, the parking lot as people were kind of in different groups talking about what had happened what they're going to do and you know people are driving off yelling out of their window fuck true leave as they're driving down the road um it was it was rough and um so I was standing there holding that um people definitely acknowledged it uh and the management uh, team, HR director and somebody else, uh, one of their leadership team members came out and 
saw the sign as well. And so I held it up in the air and um and just stood there for until they left. Uh and she like made a phone call while she was there. And so I think like she probably called uh Kim or, or something like that, or maybe security about it, but I was on the road, so there was nothing she could do. So they didn't talk to me. They just walked away and um you know, like it was crazy. Um it's just there's so many people that have so much talent in this industry so much talent specifically in this company and now they're all without jobs uh, and i see it over and over again in this industry especially in massachusetts like people's black uh, legacy market industry uh, experience um it doesn't get taken into consideration um but some of these people are truly skilled skilled workers uh that know what they're doing and i hope that you know we see a lot more of this employee-run businesses that open up and that people really take uh this time to consider what they want to see as uh, this industry starts changing once again um noticing that they can do uh these things like starting co-ops and applying for social equity licenses and you know, they can work with investors and there are opportunities out there for people um, to do good things and to be the model company you know, that we kind of need right now in this industry to show people what the norm should be. Because um, right now we've got these cultural standards in this industry that are just like wreckage uh, for people. This is kind of one of those things that happens. So we're asking, uh, we're going to be posting some more comments. We're asking folks where they're listening from. I want to know uh, city and state where you're listening to from. Tonight we have a lot of listeners and it's it's good for us to know. And it's just fun. Uh, something you can comment on. We just had another one come in. They're listening in New Jersey. Bayon. Bayon. I think that's how you say it. Bayon, New Jersey. Uh, it's funny. We get a lot of listeners now from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and especially Florida. We were just a local show, but uh, like truly took us so took us to basically like all of the East Coast. We are like the East Coast show now. It's funny <laughs> on True Leaf. So thank thanks to True Leaf. Um, but I love all to know where you're where you're all calling from, so or listening from. Some of you call too, but let us know tonight in the comments where you're listening to, listening from. I'm kind of speechless. I'm tongue tied. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say tonight. There's so much to to kind of look at. Um, yeah, and I guess it was uh, there were breaks of Danny's words. That's what they were saying uh, about the audio that they, uh -huh. one of the listeners mentioned earlier. Okay, it, it's not Danny's fault. It's like the same thing happened with Brenda. I didn't even recognize that. I got to make sure that people know Brenda had to drop off too. Her connection was poor too. It's for whatever reason we take the Western Mass calls. Like, is Comcast not working out there? Like, what? Do you, it's always. <laughs> I swear to God, like you guys are like don't have good internet like we take for granted or something is that what, or maybe it's i don't know what is it danny no it's absolutely the problem like uh we have terrible service uh, in this neck of the woods and uh we're surrounded by trees and and farmland and there's just not towers like that yeah and you know what it's interesting and i don't know this for sure but i'm assuming this just from listening back to the podcast i think that the software like corrects it now like i don't know if they have an ai working oh i don't know if it's our you know, Spotify, whatever is Spotify for podcasters, or if it's the software we use with StreamYard. But usually, on the playback, especially on the podcast, it usually sounds fine. So, 
if you if you missed anything and you want to listen, you can always listen back to the podcast. I'm sure it will sound really good there. Sometimes it's just like the broad, you know, the, the streaming. The streaming, that's the issue. That makes sense. Uh, more comments. Here's a, a True Leaf worker who's come on from Florida. Kelly, she's awesome. She says they don't care at all about people. They just care about lining executive and shareholder pockets. And that was like one great story that came out recently from uh, Dusty Christensen, the story that was on the nation, the cover of the nation, like how much Kim Rivers gets. She's making like 8 million a year. Like can't afford to pay your employees. Can't, can't give a, you know, can't protect them from worker safety issues, layoffs up, you know, but she's taking $8 million or whatever it is home a year. I mean, that's, that's really all it's about. Keep that stock price up so she can take another eight million next year. <laughs> it's probably even more than that too. That's just probably the base. Uh, Lisa asks, how, "What can we do to help Danny right now?" Hmm. Uh, call upon the people that have power and authority to continue to hold them accountable in the ways that they should be held accountable. Even though they're closing soon, doesn't mean they shouldn't be investigated or. Um, shouldn't have you know, another HHE or health hazard evaluation done at a different facility that they own. Um, but it's going to take people speaking out and speaking up in order for that to happen. Otherwise, this is going to be just another story that in a couple of days is, you know, and um, you have to keep it strong and just keep asking for change, especially um, as they continue to, to close. And uh, Lisa's asking, have they been given compensation as a result of abrupt termination? I believe they have, right? I mean, they're getting paid until yeah. at least for two weeks, maybe even a month, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it's they're getting paid for a month. Uh, so, yes, they are. But if you, you know, if you've ever been through it, like I have, getting off of work, one month is not enough, uh, especially in this market for jobs. And I think that you know people shouldn't just settle for whatever they're being given they should definitely speak up and organize and ask for more if they need it um this is a company that's done nothing to help any of these employees and we need to do something to make this right for them i also had a comment uh from an old time long time uh activist guy i know mass vocals i think it's steve drury used to be a mass canner he says uh sorry but i am confused i would it was said she was filling joints and had a an attack. She had asthma attack, which was which a symptom can kill cannabis helps. I don't know. It's a little disjointed there. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's confusing about it. She had an asthma attack at work because there was a proper ventilation and they knew about it. And it was the second time she collapsed, getting taken out twice by ambulance for the same condition. There's an issue there. And uh I mean, we're going to reveal more of it. I feel like very soon we've, you know, we've covered this extensively. You can go back and listen to some of the interviews with the mom, the stepdad and Danny. But, uh, we, you know, if you have any questions on it, you can listen to those and you can also expect more coverage because we're expecting some coworkers of Lorna to actually probably come on the show pretty soon that haven't gone public. We even had one tonight. It's, I mean, you know, we'll be reporting more on that. Trust me. Yeah, I'm looking uh, to it. I, I hope that more people call in. Um, and, and just, we got a know. guy on. 
LinkedIn. I like this, this Keenan cough. This, this, this is a, like so many people will try to like throw their services at you on LinkedIn. Like I, we did a, a fundraiser like last week for GoFundMe and all these people coming out of the woodwork, just trying to get me to hire them to be my GoFundMe manager. It's like, no, I just did a promotion for someone else. I you don't need, you know, but this guy actually threw up his services on LinkedIn right now at the right time. And I like it. Keenan coffee says cannabis recruiter here. Feel free to connect with me if you've been displaced. So if there are any true leaf workers out there, there's someone that wants to help you out. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope more people do that. Yeah. Um, just going through some of the comments. I don't want to post anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of comments here. It's hard to keep up, actually. There's some people telling uh, Mass Vocals to sit down. They're mad at him now. <laughs> Legally nifty on, on YouTube, it is. You know, Mass Vocals is okay. He just... He, Sometimes you got to explain things to him a few times. He's actually a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually the type of guy you'd want on your side if, you know, if he if he actually knew all the details, I think Mass Vocals would be right all about this, knowing him. Uh, Lisa writes, now this is breaking news. Yeah, we should have written this all over today. Everything we report today is breaking news. <laughs> it's a kind of an inside joke, too that some will get if you know thank you lisa that did make me chuckle it sure is breaking news today everything we're doing today is breaking news <laughs> you know yeah i think danny gets that joke too now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people get that joke now it's not just a few <laughs> oh man what you don't have to say now is great uh, can the workers file a class action suit or is massachusetts a right to work state no we're not a right to work state I don't know if they can do a class action suit. They may. It, it depends on what they're suing about. I know that Mascosh and some of the other folks from the union are looking into uh, what they could do for the workers. So if uh, if there's cause. Uh, Faith, again, who called in earlier, friend of Lorna, said, I thank everyone for speaking up for Lorna and for these workers. Thank you, Faith. Uh, another Facebook user is, you know, basically telling us about, uh, what, you know, workers rights on this. And they said, as long as they don't quit or possibly other stipulations, they get a month's pay as severance and their benefits will last until July 31st. And that's about the, uh, the deal for the workers right now, which is good. Oh, so mass vocals doesn't believe the cannabis does kill. That's what it is. He's, it's not about cannabis killing. It's about the dust any dust particles it doesn't matter what it is that will it will kill you you know it's just like you know you can drown on water like if something goes into your lungs it will suffocate you and that's what we think happened with Lorna is that dust particles were so great that it killed her yep, exactly uh, a lot more comments are coming in People are worried about the employees, obviously, you know, where they're going to work. We got people calling, listening from Holyoke, Bass. That's also a big area where people listen to us now. Um, Michael Driscoll, longtime listener. He's probably the longest time listener listening tonight. <laughs> He's always been listening. I like Michael Driscoll. 
I'm glad to see you're still listening, Michael. Some of some of our old time listeners died off, or I don't know, maybe they actually some of them have died. We've been around that long. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Michael Driscoll for, is listening from Riverside, Rhode Island. Thank you, Michael. Uh, uh, Rachel says, bravo for reporting on this important set of issues. And Lisa said, greed. And Mass Vocals is now thanking us. He's thanking us for addressing our, his concerns. Uh, Facebook user writes, hashtag call in Kim. I know. Maybe we should go back to that Kim audio. I mean, oh yeah, we should check in. She's just like, I have a feeling she ducked out quick. I heard she was choking. That's what some people told us earlier. I'm hoping, you know, this, we had some parody calls of Kim. I was hoping to get one of those tonight. I don't know what happened to that. If you know what I'm talking about, call in. Lisa is now offering mass vocals and some, you know, information on it too. So <laughs> good. We educate in the comments. So Stacy is uh, someone who's organized in Michigan. She's li probably listening from the state of Michigan tonight. She's uh, done some cannabis worker organizing. She's great. She writes, so there will no longer be a NIOSH inspection. Why would that no longer take place if they are still going to be open for another month? Um, my belief is that it used and Danny can comment on this too, but from my understanding, it takes them a while to set this up. And I don't think it's something that just gets done in a month. And I think that they were planning to start it in like a month. And I think that they were actually planning to do like their first visits, like maybe later this month and then, you know, really get into it in August. So I, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. What do you think, Danny? Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, I I don't foresee it happening uh, pretty strong because they are going to have to basically rush the report to give to a company that closes their doors and not use information that would be very specific to that facility. So, although like they're like their suggestions for changes would be specific to the facility. But the other information that comes along with it doesn't serve really truly as much as it serves like the community of cannabis workers. Um, and that's really going to be missed in this. Um, but on that note, one thing I would suggest is that we find, um, and, and hopefully throughout this network, if there's anybody, any business owners listening for cannabis companies, that would like to invite NIOSH and to do HAG. As I said, they're not an enforcement agency. This is just to help to make processes better, safer, um, and to uh, help you understand uh, that might be associated with it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, the big, I, I want to stop you one second there, Dan, because you are yep. breaking up a little bit again. But the other, you, I just want to drive this home because I know sometimes. People in the industry are listening. And I think that you you nailed it. Like on this point, like the outside dispensaries can still bring a NIOSH. And I think it would be for their benefit. It's like a free evaluation for them. It's like the, they don't have to pay for this. They can have someone come in that's science-based, tell them what, you know, what are there any issues at your workplace? If there aren't, you can be like, wow, we're safe. We don't have to worry about that. Imagine all the stress gone. And if there are issues, they're going to tell you what they are. 
and you're not going to get fined. They're going to tell you how to fix them. Like this is like free. So if you're a smart, good dispensary owner or in management, you should be welcoming these folks in NIOSH because it's either going to give you a good, you know, clean bill of health, or it's going to come back and tell you, these are, these are the issues. These are, these are the concerns. This is what you can do about it. And a lot of times, you know, the fix isn't that expensive. Like, I really don't think that it would have been a, a lot of money to put in some fans and make sure the room where all the particles are was well ventilated. I mean, how much does that cost? Not that expensive. Like, Not that expensive. So, you know, comparatively to other things that are spent, uh, money I spent on, for it's not that expensive. So uh, I think I think other people, you know, other companies need to consider inviting NIOSH in. You know, it's better to do it this way. Would you rather pay for a huge lawsuit later when you find out someone's sick or, you know, dies like Lorna did? Stacy is now in Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. That's where she's listening tonight. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. She's awesome too. I love her. Absolutely. Does a lot of good work. Yeah. And she says, uh, thank you for the clarification and thank you for being out there for the workers today. Danny. Thanks, Stacy. Yeah, thank you, Danny. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, before because I, I wanna I, I maybe go back to Kim if we can get that back up, but I don't even know if she's still alive. But um, what are your final thoughts today? Uh, just a reminder for, for everybody to continue to make change, even though truly shutting their doors, this is not the end um, of this battle. We need to continue to make change for workers uh, and call upon the people that have the authority and power to help us with that. Um, and please use your voice. Uh, call in now. Call in now and tell us about your experience and see if how we can help, how people in this community can help, because there are people out there trying to help. Uh, I would, I'd love to, to speak with anybody that would like to speak with me. Yeah, definitely. Anyone who wants to call in, now's a good time. 978-560-3155. Um, we got a lot of people listening. I'd love to know what town or city you're listening from. If you want to post it in the comments, please let us know. Uh, if you have any comment on this tonight, definitely let us know. Um, and again, call in if you, if you, if you're an employee, you're someone that cares about cannabis and you've been following this, or you're just learning about it, call in. We want to hear from you. Uh, we can play, replay the Kim thing. I think we should just replay it. I think we should just have fun with it. It's over now. People want to hear it. Listen, you know, it's so funny. This is what Kim does. Like th some of these jokers too, are like, why would they come on your show when they, when, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, why wouldn't you at this point? Like, what what does she have to lose? Like, I don't I don't get it. If I was Kim, I would call in on the show. I would I would come on the show, but I know why because she she likes the softball. She likes the you're gonna hear. We're gonna play it, and it's just basically, you know, business talk. They're not gonna ask her anything human. They're not gonna ask her about Lorna. They're not gonna ask her about Niosh. They're not gonna ask her about the real shit. They're not gonna ask her about being. You know, the, the company that has the most lawsuits, that has the most OSHA complaints. The only cannabis company that we know an employee has died at. They're not going to ask questions about that. Instead, they're going to ask about revenues and branding and the brand value. Like, like Trulief has a brand value at this point. 
they just showed that they can't compete in an open like a not you know massachusetts is far from an open market but more competitive market their brand has no value yeah we all know it in massachusetts that's why they they could not compete and this isn't a company that was like here from the beginning they were here like what just a couple of years they were like flash in the pan they could not even make a dent here Some of the comments in florida's you know coming in uh, on facebook user true leaf is all i can buy from i mean that's the problem that's the only way that they can compete yeah. mass vocals writes hipaa filter vax exactly now you're getting it youtube <laughs> comment for mass vocals they didn't do any of that they had i want you to think about this mass vocals because i know you're i think you're a union guy they had someone who collapsed at work was taken out by ambulance because they couldn't breathe they put her back into production, didn't give her any of the proper masks. The only mask that we know of that they gave her was those, you know, COVID masks. And from my understanding that day, she wasn't even wearing one of those. And I'll tell you some other stuff. Well, I'm not going to reveal it all, but there's more coming on this. But like, this is how outrageous this was. And think about this mask vocals. You have a worker that couldn't breathe. That Christmas, what did they give her for a Christmas present? They gave her flower to smoke. This is a woman who on her Facebook page who had, you know, been a cannabis user her whole life, basically, you know, her whole adult life who stopped using it and was posting that she couldn't even smoke cannabis anymore because of her workplace because she couldn't breathe. And this is like not a rare thing. Like we hear this all the time from workers and cannabis that they have breathing issues. We heard it tonight. Maddie called in same age as Lorna. She left the industry. She couldn't breathe at work. This happens all the time. They get rashes too. That's the other thing I hear. I mean, people sticking up paper towels up their noses, new workers come in, old workers tell them about what the, what to expect. And that, you know, you might want to go to CVS and try some allergy medicine. All right, Danny, I'm not making this up, right? Danny, this is what yeah, you saw. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely accurate. People are bringing inhalers to work they're having extra inhalers at work for other employees that might need them they've got allergy medicine always stocked up um and instead of controlling the hazard people are just trying to get themselves better on the other end of having all these, these issues i spoke with one worker uh the other day i won't name the facility that they work at but they told me they had uh they have a compromising system as a person was suffering from cancer and going through treatment and they contracted within one year of working at a cannabis company uh four times they contracted bacterial pneumonia including sepsis and and so you know, it goes on uh so these aren't things that are just happening at true they're happening nationwide. they're happening all over the state um and it needs to, you know, we need to get more information about it to make sure that we protect workers and have people in power be able to help us do that. Thank you, Danny. Um, we, Erica, who called in earlier, former True Leaf worker, we're really proud of her calling in tonight. Thank, Thank you. you, Erica. True, she wrote, uh, True Leaf wants to control their own narrative. That's why they keep talking uh, over our voices in public spaces and press conferences. And it's probably why she's doing her. Uh, 
her thing right at the same time we're doing our show i i think that was already pre-planned but it's it is funny like yeah i also noticed this morning like like within 10 minutes of us announcing they had a press release out yeah they so, knew we were coming they yeah, knew they knew they knew, they knew we were there you were there i mean it's so funny they they tried to yeah they did they definitely tried to up up you know one up us on that too yeah Rachel uh, Donlin writes, we kept them out of Virginia by insisting that MSOs can't start before equity applicants. I think that's a good idea. I mean, ideally, I, I would let small caregivers open first. I mean, that's what Maine did. They had good success with that, that program. Yeah. Stacy also writes, sounds like a lot of Band-Aids with the situation needs a full joint replacement. Comments keep coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play one more comment. And, you know, maybe I'll post some more, but I think we're going to go I, I want to replay the Kim thing. Maybe have some laughs. I don't know if I'm going to play it all. I don't know if I can stand it all. But maybe play it for a little while and see how it goes. Yolanda writes about Georgia. And this is where I don't think True Leaf is going to... This is why True Leaf left Massachusetts. They're in at Georgia. They're in at Florida. Florida, they are number one market cap. They started over the Monopoly. There's a little bit of competition now, but they mostly still own half the business in Florida. And in Georgia, they're one of two of the first uh, licenses and it's been surrounded by controversy the way they were awarded in the backroom deals and Yolanda's commenting on that she says in Georgia there was scrutiny about the application process I feel for the patients here in Georgia there are some lawsuits pending over the application process here yeah of course it's totally corrupt just yeah. like Florida and no wonder why truly you know wants to stay in Florida where they're one of two that's the only way they can compete that is the truly game to rig the system that's what they did in Florida. Lisa wants to hear the Kim thing too. So we'll, let's play that. And then people don't have to go to, you know, cause I'm, I'm, if this guy on Twitter gets all mad at me, cause I'm playing this, you know, I don't even care. Cause I guarantee you, he didn't ask one tough questions and he doesn't deserve even, you know, any of our listeners tonight. <laughs> right. I, I said that last comment, but, uh, Woods Bads just commented on Facebook. I gotta read this one. The industry has so much potential to be incredibly healing to people, the environment, the economy. But instead, we get uh, told that mold is normal and to find another job if we complain. Absolutely. We had a lot of calls tonight. I want to thank Maddie for calling in. I thank Erica and Faith. Um, might have missed another person. Also, Brenda and Danny for being here. Did I miss anyone else? We I felt like we had some other calls too, but. No, I, I, think maybe... we, I think you got it. Yeah, I yeah, think that's thank it. You, Mike. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your support with us as always. Uh, thank you so much for what you do. And you have a um, uh, link tree that we want to promote too for workers who want to get organized, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in a lot of ways on our link tree, we have a lot of information there. Uh, link tree backslash camp safety. And um, you can also reach out to me on Facebook, uh, Danny Carson, or on Instagram, Danny Massachusetts. Um, and just you know, if anybody wants to talk, wants to organize, or needs help in any way, um, wants to just uh, there for you. So uh, reach out if you, if you need something. Now let's let's listen to where Kim, her safe space, where she goes and hides where she gets all the questions that she wants and everyone's very nice to her and they don't bring anything up negative. Let's have a listen to it. Hopefully this comes up right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. 
Well, maybe we can't listen now. What's going on here? Twitch is not working now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try it again. I'm going to close it one more time. I'm going to. You can't hear it, right? Yeah, I can't hear it. Maybe, maybe you started late. Hold on. This is weird. Oh, here we go. We got her. Hold on. Yeah, it's going to be like a minute of dead space, I think. They don't. <laughs> I thought we were amateur owl. I mean, the guy's going 30 seconds in and he hasn't even spoken yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, man. Get your shit together. Here we go. I got him up. I'm going to bring it up now. Hopefully. I still don't have it up. I thought I had it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, come here, <laughs> yeah, we'll come through eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Listen to this guy. It's like, here we go. Appreciate you kind of stopping by and uh, sharing your insights with us. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's really an important platform for sure. And um, I will just say I love the Twitter interaction. So um, and have feel like I've gotten to know a lot of folks who are listening over the years. And, um, you know, a lot of folks have been uh, following our story from the very beginning and I know are invested. And so uh, just before we kick it off, just a quick thank you uh, to to all of, all of you out there who, um, again, have we've had some form of interaction um, and just to say it um i really appreciate all of it i think that the the positive obviously is is good but um it's really important to have i think you know questions and, and thoughtful debate um as well and as you mentioned toby this is an emerging emerging sector so it helps us understand where there may be confusion um, where we could do a better job of communicating um, more clearly with folks um, on certain points and really just gives us an idea of where people's heads are at. So again, just uh, thanks for, for everyone's engagement. Yeah, well, um, you know, let's kick it off. Um, you know, I guess um, I always kind of like to ask executives these, uh, these days. Um, my first question is usually just um, if you could just give us a quick sort of state of the union on the sector. And I guess, you know, I think we've, we've um, you know, obviously the past, couple years. Um, it's been, uh, the sector has been a little volatile, you know, just from a fundamentals perspective, obviously stock prices as well. Um, but I generally like to separate the fundamentals from the stock prices. Um, but it's mm -hmm. obviously, uh, you know, the sector has, um, you know, an equal share of challenges and opportunities. Um, and it's uh, a very dynamic sector. Um, so I would love to, for you to just maybe give a quick sort of, uh, you know, one to two minute state of the union, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we, before we jump into truly specific stuff, um, just how do you see the sector today, the challenges and the opportunities and just kind of what's going on broader uh, with the broader sort of set of companies, um, you know, particularly I'm always kind of interested, like what the smaller companies might be doing, I would guess, you know, maybe they're facing some more challenges given fundamentals and capital markets, et cetera. But just how do you see the state of the sector today? And, um, you know, let's start there if, that, if, that, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I see the sector today as incredibly exciting, actually. Um, you know, I think that 
certainly in with everyone here, you know, look, sentiment is down. Um, obviously, the stock has been uh, has been across across the industry. Stocks are down. Um, but I also can see in the business in the day to day that demand is, you know, remains very strong. Unit growth is up um, across really most markets, if not all. Um, and what we're going through, I think, is a natural cycle that's really important for any industry to experience. And, um, you know, I think that within each cycle, there's, you know, its own set of, um, of challenges and lessons. And I think that it's critical and has been critical for our sector to experience um, pressure and to experience a cycle in order to really establish, um, you know, sort of separate, if you will, um, companies that that can perform through it. And um, again, understanding consumer behaviors and trends um, through an entirety of a cycle um, and not just in, in high growth or high demand um, periods. And so um, I think for, for me and for what we see, um, we see um, there's still a ton of white space um, in, the, in the sector. There's a lot of growth opportunities ahead. Um, we remain, of course, incredibly bullish on the Southeast. And, um, you know, there are, are markets every day that are continuing to turn on um, as it relates to either a medical program or an adult use program. Of course, the conversations that are happening at the federal level, we're very encouraged um, by how that's tracking. And, and I am actually more optimistic than I have been in the past in terms of forward progress there in a very measured and incremental way, which, um, you know, isn't always great from a um, kind of spark in the pan, if you will, from a market's perspective. But I do think that that's, um, you know, fundamentally, if we can if we can kick off that sort of, um, you know, steady pace of change at the federal level, um, I think we can make some really meaningful progress there. And um, I think that through a cycle too, um, you know, the challenges that are presented also present opportunities. It presents opportunities for consolidation. It presents opportunities again to get to know your um, your customer and their demand preferences and really understand and have to make um, critical decisions in terms of you know who who you are as an organization, um, where your strengths are, where you want to lean in, and where perhaps you should pull back. Which um, I think ultimately will help shape and define um, not only our companies but really the landscape um, in within the sector. Um, that's great. Um, I like that you mentioned um, the cycles because that's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently is just kind of um, in the context of pretty much any emerging market, you, you tend to have these sort of boom and bust cycles that are obviously a lot of that is tied to capital flows, capital, you know, investments in money coming into the sector. Um, that money then gets invested and given it is an early stage opportunity, um, you know, not every single um, dollar that comes into the sector is invested completely wisely because it's just it's an emerging sector and and that's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, I, I've only been, you know, looking at the sector for about two and a half years. Um, obviously, like two and a half years in this sector feels feels like a lifetime and you've been in it longer than, than <laughs> I have, obviously. So I would I would mm -hmm. guess, you know, if we're doing dog years, you're you're probably like a hundred years in the sector. Basically, um, but you know, can you just talk about, um, you know, if this this current cycle, how it may or may not be different from previous cycles? And I guess, like, I'll, I'll preface that preface that by saying, like, the good news is this: like, we now have you know three companies, yourself included, that are run rating you know over two hundred and fifty million dollars a quarter. 
So there's three companies that are run rating a billion a year, and there's two that are very closely yeah. behind you. And that's obviously like, if we look at the long-term picture and we zoom out, these are encouraging trends. That being said, you know, obviously pushing for efficiency is, is a big goal for your company, for every other company in the yeah. sector. So how is this cycle maybe kind of different from previous cycles in this sector? Yeah, well, I would argue that we really haven't had um, a legitimate previous cycle in the sector, um, really. I mean, you know, TrueLeave has grown to a billion dollars in revenue in a seven-year period of time, which is incredible growth. I don't care what industry or sector you're in. Um, you know, we literally started with 10 people, me being one of them, to now over, you know, 6,000 employees in, in that time period as well. And so, Really, when you look at the growth cycle that this the sector has had, and truly in particular, it's been um, really phenomenal and very exciting. And so, um, you know, I, I would say that we really, I think, as an industry, have not had a cycle, um, maybe at, at all, maybe some periods of, right, and then we had the COVID um, injection, if you will, of demand um, for, for our business, for sure. I mean, we were up you know, 25% quarter over quarter and um, just trying our best to keep up with the the crazy demand that was coming our way. Um, and so, you know, with, of course, the the right sizing or unwind of that COVID demand coupled with then the sort of whipsaw effect of inflation and wallet pressure um, that has then translated into, um, into, into pricing pressure um, across many, many key markets. And um, that's something that that this sector as a whole hasn't experience. Now, one could argue that perhaps in certain markets, um, maybe California in some respects, um, maybe Colorado and, and others, that maybe on a, on a regional level or state level, perhaps um, some of that has occurred previously, but certainly not, again, across and not really with the overall consumer behavior um, change that we've been experiencing recently. And, um, you know, that being said, um, of course, what goes along with that is um, you're constrained on, on capital availability and access to capital to a certain extent. Um, I'm very proud of, of truly even our discipline there and the fact that we're in a, a really phenomenal uh, position vis-a-vis um, -vis, you know, our peer set. We have 200, approximately $200 million on the balance sheet. We um, are on track to meet our stated you know, uh, cash goals for this year. And we were built as an organization um, around financial discipline. Um, you know, as a founder, we were self-funded. We didn't take out rounds and rounds of, um, of, uh, of Series A and B financing and funding when we started. Um, we were literally built as an eat what you kill organization. And so um, really for us, it has been a, um, you know, a call to action to get back to our fundamentals. Um, and that work really started um, almost a year ago at this point. So last summer, we saw the trends change and we saw our early data and our early indicators, um, you know, kind of our, our alarms were, were ringing, if you will, that showed that, you know, consumer, pa consumer patterns and consumer behaviors were starting to shift and they were shifting fairly rapidly. And so um, at that point in time, we had all hands strategy, um, you know, meetings and, and decided that Look, we have to get very serious. We were already in um, the mode of, you know, integration, which naturally, and you know, and has optimization efforts built into it. 
but really turning up the the speed and the um, the breadth of of that analysis and that work across the organization, um, and fast tracking um, many decisions that are coming to fruition and will continue to come to fruition. Um, as we get back to, again, the basics of being an organization where we are generating cash, we're, we're you know, generating a free cash flow, and we're able to invest that, that capital back into, our, back into our business. But, you know, I say to folks all the time, um, I would not trade hands with, with any other company um, in, this, in this sector. I feel like, you know, our position in terms of where we are, the investments that we've made, the foundational investments that we've made in critical infrastructure um, and what we need to do and the roadmap that we have um, to, to reach our next goal, which is internally from one to five billion. Um, really, the pathway there is, is you know, becoming more and more clear um, all the time and very, very excited in terms of what we have and our setup for the future. So I think it's not just for us survival, it's doubling down on um, our core competencies, continuing to make smart strategic investments in what we know we need to do as an organization um, to reach that goal. And um, again, um, you know, focusing on um, you know, our, our future, which includes increases in efficiencies, increases in optimization, but also coupled with um, strategic investments for growth. Uh, that's a that's a great answer. Um, you know, I'm going to say something a little controversial, but I don't think it's that controversial. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I and obviously like almost everything we say in this sector, like it's going to be a little controversial given it's right. cannabis, and there's so many different stakeholders. But you know, like I just you know I think it was kind of starting three Q four Q last year. I kind of came to the view of look like let's like say thinking specifically, right? Like mm -hmm. I want it to pass. Like, I think it needs to pass. Obviously, I think, you know, the cannabis sector needs to be on a level playing field given, you know, the um, health benefits, the economic opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously I need safe to pass from a public safety reason. But honestly, what I didn't want to have happen is I didn't want safe to pass. I didn't want to see money come flooding back into the sector and and continuing this cycle of sort of um, funding, you know, companies or, or business endeavors that really don't have a long term sustainable model. Um, obviously, this sector has gone through, you know, at least one big we're going through a cycle now, but sort of the metrics that that some companies were kind of targeting, whether it was the land grab, whether it was the house of brands. Um, I've seen a lot of the you know, pitch decks for private cannabis companies, et cetera. Um, there's, there's, it's still an evolving sector and business models still aren't fully formed. And many companies, not, not the top companies, but I think a lot of the smaller private companies, it was obvious, you know, these are people just kind of looking, um, you know, there may be a specific business opportunity, but there's no real path to sustainability here. So long way of saying that, you know, while I, I understand it's a really tough environment out there as far as, you know, capital markets. In a way, I'm actually kind of thinking, you know, this is a it, it's 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 time for the sector to to kind of see, you know, how they can, how companies can do without capital. Um, it's time for many of the companies to become self-funding, and that's not to say at you know some point later down the road, growth opportunities present themselves. You need to go out, or a company just needs to go out and raise more capital, etc. I mean, what's your what's your view on that? It's again, it's it's tough for me to say because I'm a big supporter of the sector, but I'm also like at some point, you know, a company needs to become sort of self-funding and prove out its business model if it needs to if it needs to if it wants to garner more capital. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think 